to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. I am not an expert. I'm just a person like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern-finding obsession. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor. My intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. And lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I hope to shine a light on a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS. What you choose to do with that information is always your choice, and what works one for one may not work for all. Welcome to Season 5 of Misunderstood. Happy New Year! It's great to be in your ears again. Thank you for being here. I'm off to a bit of a slow start this year. More on that in a bit. I sincerely hope your new year is off to a good start and that you are well on your way towards making it a great year, despite whatever challenges you may be facing or living with on a daily basis. And if you are going through a tough time, listen in, because today we're actually going to dive into the unexpected gifts that accompany hardship, challenge, and adversity, and share a few helpful resources we can lean on when we need them. For our gratitude portion of the episode today, I'd like to thank my dear friends Erin and Lindsay for their ongoing support in life and for helping me land on my yearly intention for 2024. Longtime listeners know that I do this for myself every year to anchor myself in how I'd like to navigate the year ahead and what I feel is the best way for me to move through my days in alignment with my personal values. By sharing my intention with you, it helps me to hold myself accountable. I welcome you to share your intentions with me too. In fact, this Saturday at our next Misunderstood Flock meeting, Flock members are invited to bring their 2024 intentions to share with the group. It's a lovely way for us to support one another over time as we journey together through the year. If you're interested in crafting a 2024 intention but don't know where to start, check out episode 24, Planting the Seeds of Change, Renewing Our Personal Commitment to Healing, where I will lead you through the entire process. You might also check out episode 48 for additional content. I knew my 2024 intention would be tied to my dedication to more smoothly riding the waves of life and to look for the gifts in every hardship. I had a milestone birthday last year, and as I age, I'm learning to better respect and embrace the aging process and all that changes in our lives as we age, especially as we age living with MS. I've also realized how futile it is in life to accept and celebrate the good times and struggle to accept those times that aren't so good. It's all a part of the human lived experience. My intention this year was inspired by a beautiful short poem I'd like to share with you, written by Bernadette Knoll. I want to age like sea glass, smoothed by tides, but not broken. I want my hard edges to soften. I want to ride the waves and go with the flow. I want to catch a wave and let it carry me to where I belong. I want to be picked up and held gently by those who delight in my well-earned patina, 
and appreciate the changes I went through to achieve that beauty. I want to enjoy the journey and always remember that if you give the ocean something breakable, it will turn it into something beautiful. I want to age like sea glass. Bernadette Knoll. So my intention this year is to live like sea glass, embrace the tumble of the waves of time as they smooth my jagged edges and be grateful for my weathered patina. The universe somehow knew back in December that I picked something that would be extra relevant for me this year. Funny how that happens. Before we dive into today's content, I want to invite each of you who are interested in better understanding your unique pathway to MS through the lens of functional and integrative medicine and how to use your pathway to MS to reveal potential pathways to healing to an upcoming two-part free workshop I'm co-facilitating with Dr. Susan Peyrovi. For more information and to sign up, please visit truemedicineMS.com. This workshop is coming up soon, next Tuesday, February 6th, and the following Tuesday, February 13th. Okay, on to today's topic. So in December, I finally had my first personal encounter with COVID-19. I won't share much about that experience beyond that it wasn't fun and has taken me quite some time to feel fully human again. I'm still playing catch up for sure, and it's the main reason I haven't been able to release an episode since December. What I will share about the experience is that there have been some unexpected gifts that have shifted my thinking and doing in big ways, as I spent a number of sleepless, feverish nights listening to Corona's guidance. As a result, I'm lifing with more discernment than ever and better listening to my intuition as a trusty navigational tool. And I'm grateful for those gifts. While I won't share the happenings behind the many emotions I felt, I went through a lengthy process that took me from anger, broken trust, betrayal, frustration, disappointment, pain, and loss, to faith, belief, inner fortitude, independence, acceptance, and even gratitude. Since I was sidelined from doing most things I love in life for almost six weeks, I decided to deeply explore the grieving process and dealing with hardship. I read seven different books on the topic, as well as numerous articles to assist me on the journey. And I'd like to share a brief overview of what I learned that helped me so that it can hopefully help others traverse similar pathways with a bit more ease and grace. So without further ado, let's dive in. Numerous psychologists have research-based beliefs that adversity brings out the best in us and changes us in beautiful ways that just don't happen during times when our lives are going well. One way hardship encourages personal growth is in building both compassion and empathy, two important skills that enable us to deepen our connection with other humans. When we ourselves are in the midst of hardship and forced to encounter pain, we gain new levels of perspective on what it's like to suffer. This can make us more sensitive to the struggles of others and deepen our compassion and ability to better understand or empathize with what they might be experiencing, even if they are encountering something that we ourselves have not personally experienced. 
So our pain and suffering can actually help us build closer relationships and show up differently when someone in our lives is in need. We can help other people not feel so alone when we allow our own pain to open ourselves up through compassion and empathy, rather than stubbornly choosing to stay in a place of frustration, anger, bitterness, or as my friend Erin calls it, the suck. Another way hardship can help us is by helping us see and fully appreciate the beauty of our human resilience and even grow that resilience to new heights. Resilience is the ability to hang in there or bounce back. It's the thing that keeps us going, even though it's hard. It's the deep confidence we have in ourselves to make it through. Longtime listeners will remember previous episodes where we've engaged in conversations around PQ, the Positive Intelligence Mental Fitness Program by Shirzad Chamin, where we've talked about the importance of growing our mental fitness and resilience through consistent thought hygiene and the deliberate dismantling of our own personal saboteurs. Mental fitness is just like physical fitness. The more regularly we lift weights, whether they be physical or mental in nature, we strengthen those muscles and our ability to weather stronger storms in the future. So pushing through hardship and deliberately strengthening our resilience muscles can better help us with hardships we'll face in the future. Yet another way hardships help us build skill is in learning to be more solutions-oriented. When we're going through a tough time, while it may suck, we have a choice in how we choose to face the hardship. We can wallow in the suck, or we can try to seek solutions to improve our situation. So while I was really sick, for example, I had the choice to lean into the sickness and loathe every moment of it to the fullest extent, or I could use the forced sidelining as a tool to increase my knowledge and shift my attitude in the face of hardship. While the experience still sucked for sure, by choosing to harness the power of illness and using the time to research, journal, and marinate solutions in my mind, I also got something out of it that I otherwise wouldn't have achieved. So turning our hardship into forward-facing plan, or as Obama said, our anguish into action, really paid off for me and actually made the suffering feel less of a loss. Hardship can provide an opportunity to expand our creativity and explore new solution pathways to overcome what's difficult in our lives. Hardship can also grow our ability to notice and lean into our gratitude, even when initially it's hard to see anything good in a hard situation. Life is an ever-moving teeter-totter. Achieving balance in life isn't a stagnant moment, but rather learning to appreciate the balance between the good and the bad and the hard and the easy. The more we face hard times, if we maintain an attitude of gratitude, the more we can appreciate the little things that maybe we hadn't even noticed or paid much attention to before. There's compelling research that shows we can actually increase our capacity to better savor the positive experiences in our lives now and in the future because we have faced adversity and fully experienced the B-side of the album of life. So gratitude can help us ride out the inevitable times of hardship easier and also helps us notice and celebrate the little joys of daily life in new ways. 
Hardship can also increase our ability to make more favorable decisions in life. When we are fearful or realize life and our future is truly uncertain, we grow in our ability to see reality. No matter how hard we try to control aspects of our life, much more is out of our control than within it. This awareness can be tough to swallow at first, but when we allow ourselves to marinate in this truth of having little control in life, we shift our ways of thinking and operating. A beautiful result of this self-reflection is better understanding ourselves, who we are, what we value, our strengths and growth opportunities, and perhaps most importantly, how we want to spend our most precious limited resource, our time. When we face our fears through hardship or shadow work, we grow in self-awareness in ways that can put us on an entirely different trajectory moving forward, making the hardship we're experiencing a valuable catalyst for positive change in our lives. Moving forward, we'll make better decisions and spend more time nurturing the relationships that mean the most to us. And that's a pretty powerful gift, especially for those of us in a community that is prone to feelings of overwhelm. I want to share two related perspectives regarding the gifts of hardship today to help support us through difficult times. The first is a brief recap of an important part of Shirzad Chamin's Positive Intelligence Mental Fitness Program. Shirzad is a firm believer that hardships offer us three important gifts. The gift of knowledge, the gift of power, and the gift of inspiration. In a nutshell, the gift of knowledge is when we learn a life lesson through hardship that helps us better navigate a future challenge. The gift of power is when we're able to deeply self-reflect and find inner strength and grow our ability to tap into our intuition and inner knowing. Sometimes our intuition can be quite elusive, or we may allow external opinions to override our intuition. But hardship allows us to turn up the volume on our inner voice and access knowledge we might not have been able to previously access. This inner knowing and faith in it builds our personal power and our agency to first know what's most important and then the fuel to powerfully propel us forward to make our desires a reality in our lives. The third gift is inspiration. And when we're able to transcend adversity by focusing on the positive purpose of said adversity, we become inspired to obtain new heights of happiness and achievement in the areas that are most important to us. So for instance, if we experience a particular struggle and then are inspired to create ways to help others navigate a similar challenge in the future, that turns into a gift for others and for ourselves as it empowers us to make important contributions to society and fulfill our sense of purpose and legacy. If you'd like to learn more about the PQ Positive Intelligence Program and how to actively search for the gifts and hardship and learn how to silence that nasty voice of your inner critic you might regularly hear in your head, check out episode 69, PQ, your opportunity to finally master your mindset. And if you're interested in experiencing the eight-week app-based learning experience, reach out via email as I'm currently forming new cohorts to launch at the end of February. The final perspective on hardship I'd like to share today is a beautiful little 82-page book called You Can't Climb a Smooth Mountain by C.I. Dixon. 
This book contains 10 very short chapters, followed by a provocative self-reflection question and note-taking page to ensure we're maximizing our personal learning opportunities with each concept. I found this book to be very helpful as I was going through a really tough time, and it was an instrumental companion for me on the journey to a much better place. Without revealing too much, since I truly believe this important book belongs on every shelf, I'll say that the author makes it crystal clear that there are no shortcuts in life, and that by accepting and even welcoming challenges into our lives, we can more easily climb to the peaks of our dreams. He helps us learn about preparing for the climb and packing our backpacks to ensure we have what we need, as well as removing what we don't. He helps us reflect on our fears that might be holding us back and on how we are intentionally building skill over time to increase our physical and mental fitness. He helps us learn to plant seeds and trees along the way, to invest in the future of ourselves and others as we climb, to maximize outcomes. He writes about learning to appreciate the learnings in the valleys of life, as well as during the plateaus. And finally, he writes about reaching the top of our personal mountains, and then the importance of dropping a lifeline to others who might benefit from learning about our personal struggle and journeys. It's a beautiful and simple book for anyone going through a tough time, and one I certainly plan to reread in my moments of self-doubt and depression. These resources helped me so much to gain clarity around the hardship I traversed. They helped me hone my discernment and put boundaries in place that helped me better navigate similar situations. They helped me grant myself even more permission to prioritize my health and wellness without shame, blame, or guilt. They helped me finally accept some hard realities about some relationships in my life with people whom I love and yet honestly can't expect or hope to have my health and well-being as their top priority. They have their own priorities. And these resources helped me to forgive and release any feelings of frustration and disappointment I was experiencing and to turn those into gratitudes and granting of grace and forgiveness. Once I had gone through this emotional journey, I quickly found myself emerging to a place of better physical and mental health. I hope today you found it helpful to learn a bit about the unexpected gifts of hardship. My hope is that we all, one, understand that while going through hard times is never fun, there is an even greater potential for personal growth during these challenging times than during times of great joy. Two, that we each strongly consider reflecting on our lives in terms of the hardships we have faced or are currently facing, and try the pathways mentioned to see what helpful gifts we might be able to glean, and how they might propel us forward to even higher levels of happiness and self-awareness. And three, that we remember to revisit these resources as a companion in the future when we're going through a difficult time to help us navigate our way through the negative emotions and collect the many gifts along the path. To continue this conversation, you are invited to attend this weekend's flock meeting on Saturday, February 3rd. If you're not yet a flock member but would like to be, please join us. We are all people living with MS from around the world that meet via Zoom monthly to support each other and continue our learning on the episode topics. We also support each other through hardships and celebrate our successes together. 
You can learn more and join us by visiting our Patreon page. As always, I encourage all listeners to reach out with MS-related questions, comments, future podcast topics, or guest ideas via email. It's going to be a great season. I can't wait to share with you the episodes ahead. And lastly, remember, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it, especially if we're flying together and supporting one another and honking our encouragement. As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, be well.